All right, folks, we're back here on WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, December 19th, 2019. I am Graham G.S. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. A mere day out from the premiere of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker coming out on Friday, December 20th. Going to be a great movie. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I haven't heard the best of things, but we're going to be talking all about Star Wars here today on WrestleRant Radio and some TLC talk, too. We're about four or five days removed from the pay-per-view on Sunday, the best, the worst of the show, the final pay-per-view of the decade. Uh, but for the first time in a while, we got a three-ring call going on here. For the first time in some time, JCD back here on WrestleRant Radio. And as this episode goes up on December 19th, if I'm correct, uh, isn't today your birthday, John, on December 19th? Yes, it is. So, celebrating yes, it is. the birthday, seeing Star Wars on Friday, or do you have other plans to see it another day? I am going on. I'm going on Friday with my son. Normally, I would go to like the the late night showing, yeah. but this is going to be the first time uh, my son's going to come with me. So I wasn't going to take him to an eleven o'clock show. So we're going five o'clock on Friday. That's perfect. Get it out of the way early. That's awesome. How old's your son now? Yep. He is. He he's gonna, he's six and a half now. Jesus, I remember you were telling me about your son a couple of years ago when he was just three years old. That's nuts, dude. Yep. That is yeah. some crazy shit. So hopefully you guys enjoy the movie. Uh, David, we got you on the line for the first time in a while. I know you used to call into the uh, Spoilers podcast back in the day, way back when, many, many years ago. So our first time chatting here on the phone in several years, your first time here in WrestleRant Radio. But uh, yeah, David, welcome to the show. How you doing, dude? I'm um, doing great, man. Taking a walk back home from the gym. That's about it. Not Good shit. Off, so. I had no idea when I called you that you were from the California area. That's crazy. I, I always thought you were on the East Coast. I've known you. I've been following you on Twitter for years now. I always thought you were on the East Coast. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm a West Coast guy. I'm not here in Los Angeles County. That's so funny. We got two opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm obviously from Connecticut, but John's from New York, and you're from and from uh, California, which is nuts. But uh, good shit, good shit. Do you have any anticipation of uh, going to see Star Wars on Friday or some other point this weekend? Um, I'm actually going to catch it tomorrow morning, I believe. Nice, okay. Morning, for sure, like at night time. I'm so on, sure going to see it tomorrow, though. On Thursday morning? Thursday, is it Thursday morning, or? I think. Did yeah, it... they're actually releasing it out here, I think, around Thursday night. Okay. So oh, I think so... they had a showing in the morning, last I checked. Oh, nice, so that's cool. I'm likely going to catch it at night, so. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Well, either way, it should be uh, should be a fun time regardless. But before we go any further, of course, people could check out new episodes of the show every single Thursday. Had to get you guys on on the uh, Thursday before the big premiere. I know we've been talking about this for a while. We've been discussing uh, Marvel-themed stuff um, in, in the DMs for quite some time now. And hopefully we can do another podcast that, like this uh, come the release of Black Widow or whatever the hell the next movie might be. I think there's only... Isn't there only one Marvel movie in 2020 and it's Black Widow? Is that correct? I believe it's Black Widow yeah. and uh, maybe the Eternals. I need to double check on that. Yeah, is that right, John, or no? I, I think yeah. he's right, but don't hold me to that. It'll be 100% either. Because I know Thor is, I think Thor's 2021. Yeah. I think, and then I think Spider-Man's 22. And I, you, know, you know what, though? Supposedly they're going to announce one of the first big Fox acquisitions. Um, the Fox acquisitions. Supposedly they're going to announce that early January, so who knows where that's going to fall, but I think as far as like what's on the docket now, yeah, I think I think you guys are right, I think it's, I think it's Black Widow, then it's, then it's Eternals, and then it's, you know what it's going to be, it's going to be everything else is going to drop on Disney Plus. Oh, 100%, I think yeah, everything, 
I'm not sure when the first show on Disney Plus drops. It might be in the fall, isn't it? The um the the Falcon and I Winter think it's Soldier the show. Wanda I believe. Oh, yeah. oh, WandaVision? next year. Uh, I think, I, yeah, I think late 2020, because I know uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and all that stuff's like 2021 and up. Oh, yeah, okay. That stuff's just, I think that stuff's just finishing up filming mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. A lot of that stuff got announced, but they didn't film any of it. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think David, I, yeah, it's going to be after, Man, after Mando ends in two weeks, I think. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a gap before we really get any of the, you know, juicy stuff that I know the three of us are into, you know? Yeah, yeah, and no, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. This This was a big year for movies between, you know, obviously Rise of Skywalker coming up Friday, but we had Endgame earlier this year, Captain Marvel a couple months before that, Spider-Man Far From Home in July. Um, It's it's weird to go from so many movies coming out in one calendar year to, like, nothing in 2020, aside from Black Widow in May, uh, which has been a long time in in the works now. It feels like there's there's no Star Wars movies. You said Mando's wrapping up, and that's it. What was that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a prequel at the end of the day. I mean, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not, I was never a big Fast franchise guy. Mm-hmm. So, I, what is that? Fast 9, Fast 10, something like that? <laughs> something like that. I have I no idea. <laughs> I think that's coming, but, I mean, I, that was never my cup of tea. Um, I mean, I guess the other big thing is, depending on where you stand with it, would be, what, what is it, Wonder Woman 1984 or something? Yes. I yep. guess that would be... That looks very good. You know, yeah. your other big, yeah, um, attraction movie for, for next year. But as far as anything from, like, this genre ever, yeah, we're, we're kind of... We're about to hit a little bit of a dry spell. We've been, we've been spoiled. I mean, you know... I mean, okay, the last Star Wars movie came out before the new prequel came out was 05. Correct. Then you had, uh, what was it, Iron Man 1 was in, was in 08. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've had multiple movies since then pretty much every year, you know, between your Captain America, your Thor, your Iron Man 2, whatever. Everything's building up to Endgame. And then even with the... Two years in between the, tr- the the trilogy movies, you had Rogue One, you had Solo. You know, after this weekend, we're hitting a dry spell for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think right, that yeah. I think in the high, in the big picture, that's where the fact that Kenobi's not going to be a movie, I think, kind of stings a little. You know, in the sense that okay. It's, it's, Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's great that it'll be a series because there'll be more of it. It thinks that it's going to be a series because that's not a movie to look forward to. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, right. you know, you would think coming out of coming out of Solo, you know, okay, you know, we're probably tying into, you know, the Kenobi movie. And even the end of Solo, oh, you know, maybe they're going to do Solo too because... You know, with the the job of the hut, you know, tease that line at the end. Oh, you know, uh, he mentioned this guy on Tatooine. You know, big game stuff, whatever. You you know, you would think that would you know that was your job of the hut tease. So you would think that would have left you know set the tone for. Do we get the job of the hut movie? 
you know, mm-hmm. with Solo, whereas it shows what exactly went, you know, south between the two of them, or something like that. And when, you know, they announced, oh, they're not going to do Solo 2, and I was like, shit, well, you know, after December 2019, what is there? Yeah, you know, nothing. And, yeah. I mean, I'm in the boat that I think Solo was a lot better than it got credit for. I always thought Solo took the bullet because of how many people were pissed at the direction Last Jedi went. Mm-hmm. And that was the first right. one. That, and it came out so quick after. It wasn't even in the winter. It came out that May. Yep. And I think that was just, that was just going to, I think whatever movie would have came out Star Wars-wise in that Solo spot was going to pay for people's anger about Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. It definitely took the brunt a lot of the backlash that movie got. I wasn't a I wasn't a fan of it personally. I didn't mind Last Jedi, and we'll get to Last Jedi and all that other talk in a second. But uh, David, what were your thoughts on Solo when it came out last year? I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, John obviously liked it a little bit. What were your thoughts on Solo? Um, like I didn't hate it. I, I didn't I didn't love it or I didn't hate it. I just kind of saw it in the middle. Like I like I know it killed whatever chances there were of like Lando and everything else going forward. Mm-hmm. All that basically got pulled because of it. But you know, for the most part, it didn't really bug me all that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it seemed to be very divisive, a lot like Last Jedi, where people either really, really liked it, or they just really, really hated it. I mean, I guess you could say the same for most of the movies that have come out since The Force Awakens came out a couple years ago. But it's crazy to see just the reaction to some of these movies compared to... And we're fans of both franchises, this and Marvel, but compared to Marvel, Marvel's usually positive for the most part but then you look at the star wars movies and it seems like the reaction is almost always negative you know it's crazy uh, yeah so solo deserves better than what it got i'm not saying it's it's great yeah but like i said it, it, and i have a buddy who was so turned off by the last jedi so if johnson like hissed and shitted on his childhood went to go see solo I don't even think he was out of the movie theater 30 seconds texting me that he hated it. <laughs> and I knew why he hated it. He didn't hate it because he hated it. He hated it because he, he didn't, what you call it, he didn't, he didn't like The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. So I told him when it came out, I said, do me a favor. I said, go back and watch, um, do me a favor, go back and watch Solo again. You know, you, you, you know, and then tell me what you think. And when he went back and watched it, you know, back whenever it came out on digital that October, that November, whatever, he admitted to me, he's like, you know what, he's like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was coming out of the movie theater, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, it wasn't right. terrible, because at the end of the day, if you really think about it, they, they, they covered, all, like I said, other than Job of the Hutt, if you think about it, they covered every piece of possible story with Han Solo mm-hmm. that there was that needed to be covered. Like, there's that line in Empire with Lando when he first shows up at Cloud City. You got a lot of nerves coming back here after what you told. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. You know? No, I'm being serious. Like, what does what you pulled, what does that mean? What, what did he do? You know? And the fact that you see the end, that he basically, you know... Stole the Falcon from him. even in Return of the Jedi. Oh, that's my ship. No, it's not. It's mine. You know, mm-hmm. like right, yeah. 
That little back and forth about the Falcon before Han goes to Endor and Lon- Lando's going to lead that mission. What what is that about? You know what 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 makes that dynamic there? And I felt Solo did a good job of telling that. He has even a lot. It covered all. Of, it covered a lot of plot holes. Exactly. Yeah. When they're in the Falcon at one point, I think it's during Empire, c 3 goes, there's a language on here. He's hooked up to the Falcon, and he's like, there's a language on here I can't even figure out. It was, it was what's her face? You know, L, whatever the hell her name was. Yeah, L, yeah, yeah, L, whatever her name was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a great job of piecing together, you know, all those little pieces. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. Yeah. It was <laughs> pretty... It was. You know, it was... You know, was it the best of the franchise? No. But was it the biggest piece of shit ever? No, definitely not. Yeah, it definitely was not as bad as people made it out to be. Though there was that one part that I popped when I saw it, but I I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. When Darth Maul showed up, now obviously I know the back history there with, you know, he he, he resurfaced in, in, was it Rebels or Clone Wars? It was Rebels, right? It's both. Okay, he's been on both, but he first showed up in Clone Wars, right? Was that when he Clone came back? Wars, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's when he first came back. So I knew he was still alive and whatever, but it just felt really random for an appearance. They probably won't pay off to. Like I don't see that really playing into anything in the next movie in Rise of Skywalker because no, he, he died in Rebels. More, it paid off more in Clone Wars and especially Rebels. Okay. You know yeah. that's what it was like. You know. <laughs> Yeah, he he paid his arc comes full circle in Rebels, and I think this was just gonna be a piece of it. And I think if they would have done another movie with him in it, I think you would have gotten more of the backstory about how he came back, how he got the robotic leg, why is he so well? It's understandable why he's pissed at the Empire as well, even though he's a Sith Lord, because he you know he was pretty much used as a pawn, and you know that wasn't cool for him. You know, so, I mean, I, yeah, it, it was it was random, but, you know, I, I think it was, I think at the time there were bigger plans in play, and they just got the plug pulled off. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Well, do you think that we see him again? Yeah, I agree. Do, do you think we see him again in the second solo movie, if they go ahead of the second solo movie? I heard he was supposed to be the jump to the Kenobi movie. Oh, okay. That's what, that was my next question. That's what I heard. Like, this, you know what this was? This was the closest thing Star Wars was ever going to give you to a post-credit Marvel scene. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, so I, I could see that coming into play with the Kenobi movie. When is that supposed to come out? Do you know? Is that supposed to come out in two years? It's Definitely. Not, it's not going to be a movie. It's going to be the Disney Plus series. Oh, it's a show? I thought it was a movie. It was Originally supposed it was to be a movie. movie. Yeah. Okay. And then they kiboshed it, and then... At uh, what was that celebration or something or D twenty three? Yeah, recently. Whatever, yeah. They announced yeah. that um, yeah, it's gonna be a series. I think you know that they signed that McGregor came out and yep. he's gonna be a part of it and yeah, it's signed for um. Because I believe he didn't want to do he didn't want to do the film apparently, and then they talked him in for the series, something like that. Hmm. Yeah, That's I think once once they saw how the solo got. He kind of backed off because he didn't want like a bad Kenobi movie on his. <laughs> yeah. You know, he didn't want to like kill the character like that, and but then yeah, Kathleen yeah. Kelly talked him into a Kathleen Kennedy talked him into um doing the series. 
Well, it's smart, too, because so far, The Mandalorian, which, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know the talk years ago was when they started announcing these uh, spinoff movies from Rogue One and then and then Solo. Wasn't there supposed to be a movie on Boba Fett, too? Did they scrap he, that in favor of Mandalorian? Was, yeah, that Every, everything, everything and anything was on the table. Yeah. And then, no, they're not going to do a movie. And then it became the series, but it's not the Boba Fett series. It's, you know the Mandalorian, you know, so it's, I, I don't know. Did you guys watch the episode today? I was going to say, no, I just yeah. found, I found out. Of, oh, did you watch it, David? That's, it's awesome. It was good. I was, yeah. I found out yesterday. It was coming out today as opposed ended, to Friday, which is cool. Really, I'm not like a cliffhanger because there's one more episode, but it ended like, it ended really well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I still have yeah, to watch I'm it. I won't give any spoilers if you guys haven't seen it yet, but, yeah. I have. Ben's very, very well. Yeah, no, I'm the only one that hasn't yet. I saw last night that it was getting dropped on Wednesday. I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't plan for this. So I got to watch it when we're done with this conversation. But well, we'll start with about the show real quick before we go any further. Uh, David, I'll start with you. What have your thoughts overall been on Mandalorian since it launched last month? It's been great. I mean, I have really nothing bad to say about it. I mean... I know, I know the timeline is after the uh, the original, so it's just based around uh, not because like I said, like I I think this was supposed to be originally Boba Fett, mm-hmm. and then they decided to just kind of move the story onto like another Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, it's been good. I mean, I really have nothing bad to say about it. I mean, I've enjoyed. It's only eight episodes, but the seven I've seen, they've all been great. Is it um? Is it is it over after this next episode? Not the one that came out today, but next week or whenever the last episode airs. Is it like a mid season finale? It's two more. Oh, two more. Okay. I I think I think it, runs, I think it goes. I think it runs. It's eight or nine. Yeah. Eight or nine. Okay, that's so, not that yeah. bad. Huh? Yeah, the show's yeah, been super this solid one, this so one far. Today was seven, so it either seven. runs up to eight or nine. I know it's not ten. No. Okay. No. Wow, that's a short show. I thought it would last a lot longer than that. That's weird. Yeah, apparently they already got the green light on the second season. So oh, okay. Working on that. huh, that's cool. Well, John, what have your thoughts been so far on Mandalorian? I've loved it. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, it's the best 35, 40 minutes, you know, week of, you know, it, it's been really good. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know what I like about it? They're not relying on the stuff you know. Yeah, yeah exactly, just, exactly. just far enough away that if they need to pull something in, they can, if that makes any sense. Like, mm-hmm. don't mention the Empire, but you have not seen anybody, you know, resemble what, you know, anything to do with the Empire. But if they need yeah, outside to, of the first episode, there's not a lot of mentions of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they could turn around and just be like, all right, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring, you know, whatever. We'll bring so-and-so on for a little bit of a joke, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, I, I like, and same thing, you know, like, oh, they can address the rebels, but they're not really, you know, addressing that they are around. But, you know, what? if we need to, we could bring, you know, like a wedge for an episode, you know? Um, yeah, yeah I, I think they've done a good, you know, because a lot of shows like that, they'll rely on, you know, all the big, 
you know, oh, you know, well, we gotta, you know, we gotta do this, we gotta do that, we gotta bring this one to make an appearance, or we gotta mm-hmm. constantly mention that one. Um, I, I, I think they've done a good job of balancing everybody out. Definitely, you know? I, I think that's that's smart. You know, you you know, I give a lot of credit to John Favreau for. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah, you know, he's done great. You know who's around. You know what's not around. You know, you know who's, you know, whatever. But the fact that they're not beating it down your head every week, eight or nine times an episode, is is great, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you who I really like on it. You know, and whatever. Hey, listen, you know, whatever. It is what it is. You know, maybe I'm having a midlife crisis, but... Man, I love me from Gina Serrano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been really oh, good. Dude, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of dig Gina Serrano on there. Not gonna lie. Well, don't... <laughs> I've always digged her, but ever since I saw her on Deadpool, you know, yeah, something with her. Yeah. Yep. Was she on the latest yep. episode today? Like I said, I haven't seen it though. But I know she was on an episode a couple episodes ago. But I haven't seen her since though. She's. She's, I think she's signed on, so you're going to see more of her. Okay. You know, I, I think, you know, so I, I wouldn't worry, but yeah, give it good, good times. Yeah, no, she's on the show. They have Bill Burr on the show who made an appearance last week. I was like, wow, that, that's... Yeah. I was not expecting that, but it was something... I did, it was something I didn't know I wanted until it happened. It's a comedic moment I never knew I needed in my life until it happened. What, what, what was the comedic moment? When Bill Burr was you talking to the child. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was great. Did you guys happen to cast some of the uproar he got about dropping Baby Yoda? Oh, no, I did not oh, see yeah. that. Yeah, he got some hate for that. that was did really he really? That's so yeah. funny. Well, he was yeah, captured at the end of the last... I, I, I have two kids, and... I've been in and out of the malls, obviously, and the Disney <laughs> store, and there is a level of hatred as to why they did not have the Baby Yoda merch out in time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to talk yeah. about this. You know, we use this wrestling phrase all the time, printing money. That's what this thing would have been. I mean... 100%. You know... I'm I'm shocked, really, because I had read a rumor from somewhere that said that they didn't start producing the dolls, even though obviously they've known about it because the show's been in production for so long. They haven't started production on the dolls until after the show debuted because they didn't want to give away spoilers. Was it worth it or no? Because now they're not going to be out by Christmas. Someone at the Disney store told me that. Okay. I asked them, I'm like, why wouldn't you guys be on top of it? And they said, no, they agreed with me. They're like, but... The word is they were afraid this thing was going to get out, mm-hmm. that they felt it was more valuable to keep the secret than one Christmas of it when they know they can get that same pop on it when they when it finally releases after the new year, and then they'll get the same bump next holiday season. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. you know a production yeah. photo would have leaked of that. You know, yeah. Hey, what's yeah, what's know doing? You know, you know yeah, so I, I, I kind of get that to be honest. That's crazy, because Disney is, they're the kings of making money off all the merchandise, so the fact that they would sacrifice this big paycheck they would make from Christmas from these dolls is really amazing to me. I mean, that they're going to great lengths to it keep a secret. how important this thing is. 
Yeah, yeah I got to You got to respect that. Like, but um, no. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's, it's good to know that it's good to know that uh, it's something that they thought. It's it's good to know that went through their heads and they didn't just miss the opportunity because of like being clueless. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. That, that that does make sense. I I can see them not wanting something like that to get out. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that they. I'm glad that that was the thought process. I'm sure behind it. And it paid off too, because when yeah. they showed Baby Yoda, it was yeah. huge. Yeah, Baby Yoda. Yeah, Baby Yoda's awesome. <laughs> it's been one of the best parts about the show so far. But uh, yeah, no, the show has been really, really strong. Do you think with the show going on for the last two months, John? I'll start with you. Do you think this has gotten people more excited for the rise of Skywalker? Just because before the show came out, at least from what I've seen, and maybe I'm coming from a totally different place, I hadn't really seen much hype for the movie at all, at least not the same amount of hype that we saw for Endgame. I think it's actually done... I think it's kind of done the opposite, because I've seen a lot of people who are like, the Mandalorian, like, I saw people talking about the episode that dropped now. Oh, the Mandalorian was just great. I guess now I gotta go sit through the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> there are some people that I guess the Mandalorian has just been so good. Like it's almost like NXT versus Monday Night Raw. Like, just about oh, to say that, yeah. Last Wednesday's NXT that was awesome. Okay, now I gotta watch Raw. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, a takeover. Movies, yeah. Like these last couple movies have been such a turnoff to the audience. Mm-hmm. Do Do you think it's at the it's point now? Where the franchise is at a point where there's like there's no going back because it feels like the last couple movies have been so panned. Is, is it at a point where it can't come back? Hello. Oh yeah, I can hear you, David. You're catering to two. It's like they gotta cater to two different audiences. Sure. I'm I'm gonna be I'm 43 now, so I grew up. On the original trilogy, mm-hmm. the original three: Luke, Han, Leia, Darth Vader, three PO, R2D2. So you've got that base that you need to cater to. That wants everything to stay true to how it was, especially coming out of. I wouldn't say Revenge of the Sith, and I give Phantom Menace a pass because everything needs a, a starting point. But when you've got people looking at, like, Attack of the Clones as, like, the worst fucking thing you ever did to this franchise. <laughs> yeah. You've got to hit a home run. You've got to hit a home run. And... Right. But then you've got the new, younger generation and who... How do you market 60-year-old, Han, you know, Han Solo? How do you market 60-year-old gray-haired Luke Skywalker? How do you market 60-year-old Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. You can't. Uh, but you can market Jack, it. Get you yep. You can market Finn, Kylo, you know, Poe, BBE, you know, those things are marketable and it's just like it was impossible. You know the ones it comes down to? If I'll bet you 50 bucks to a dollar, if you would have had one director, whether it was J.J., Turnell or even Johnson, who should get nowhere near a fucking Disney movie ever again. Yeah. <laughs> but if you had one of those guys, and you had one director for all three movies, this would have flowed a million times smoother. Yep. 
then it's mad because, listen, you, me, and David could all like the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if we got to do three parts of it, there's no guarantee we're going to work hand in hand. Yeah. David's going to do his thing. You might have your vision. I'm going to have my ideas. Mm-hmm. And it there's, there was no, like, it didn't flow, you mm-hmm. know? It didn't flow into any type of continuity. Like, a perfect example is the beginning of The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. At the end of Force Awakens, they beat the First Order. Yep. Now, Last Jedi is supposedly happening literally at the same exact moment Force Awakens is done mm-hmm. because of the island scene. That how the hell is there a starship fight <laughs> going on with these bombers and destroyers and all this 10 seconds after you just blew up the what was that thing starts from a base yeah there's so many yeah it doesn't make sense to go back to your analogy from earlier like with NXT and the main roster it's like you're having a different creative director or executive director whatever the fuck they're calling it now a different writer for every episode of Raw leading up to a pay-per-view like they have Eric Bischoff writing one episode of Raw and then Bruce Prichard the next week and then back to Eric Bischoff the next week it's like there's so there's such a lack of consistency that it's hard to care about any of these characters like the along the way you had Heyman say fuck this I'm out (laughs) exactly you know because Prichard fucked up what Bischoff did so bad Cause that's what happened. Yeah, totally it's exactly what happened. All over everything JJ did, you could see, you could almost see the direction of where JJ was going, you know. And then here came Johnson, and you know Johnson apparently had his own vision because he knew he was getting this this trilogy, whatever. And Johnson turned around and said, "No, I'm going to make it all about the little boy with the broom at the end of the movie." Like, mm-hmm. dude. That makes sense, especially... That's hard. That's hard to pull off. Yeah. It definitely is. I mean, there were there were so many parts of Last Jedi that there was such a disconnect, like you said. Like, when you would think... Just when you think they're building up Snoke to be the big bad in the franchise, he gets killed off gets right killed towards the end of the movie. Right that there, yeah. that made absolutely no sense to me. Or the part where Leia almost died, but she didn't. I also thought was way too far-fetched to even believe in. Oh, Leia Poppins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. Do you think... What, what pissed me off the most about The Last Jedi, yeah. I'll be honest with you, and I, again, this is probably the old school trilogy in me, was when the whole spiel was about anybody can use the Force. Yes, the exactly. Everybody. Anybody oh, that, can that that everybody. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. You need to be a fucking Jedi fucking master. Yeah. Force. Oh, <laughs> the freaking post office down the block cannot use the force. Yeah. Like, no. Right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
Oh, jeez, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. There were there were just so many issues with Last Jedi that I mean I enjoyed the movie for what it was, but there was no denying that there were so many issues with it that. Uh, uh, David, I'll start with you. Do you think JJ can successfully? fix what was broken with The Last Jedi come this next movie? Because like John just said, like it's like he's trying to make two movies at once. Do you think he can kind of make up for it, or is it just is it damaged goods at this point? I wouldn't go as far as to call it damaged goods. I, I think some could be saved, but yeah, I don't it's gonna take more than one to fix it. Yeah. It, I think it, I think it's going to take more than an appearance from the Emperor to fix this movie. I think people got... I mean, it's cool to see him back, but, like, that's really... John, do you think that was just an attempt to really appease the old audience and, and, and kind of bring them back? Know, because J.J. has kind of said at some point the Emperor was always the play, you know, in his vision, you know, that this was all going to circle back this way. Okay. I think the problem is is that, okay, it's one thing to have an idea, okay? Mm-hmm. And then, like, okay, I'm going to get here this point. And then Johnson comes in and does his shit, and it's like, it totally fucked up your path. So now you've got to, like, re-scramble, but yet you're still trying to fit in what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I mean... I need to see the story. I need to know how he comes back. Mm-hmm. You know, because you got thrown down a pit of the Death Star and the Death Star got blown up. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. did you get out of that? Yeah. I need to, I, to me, the storytelling, the background storytelling, which is going to need to happen early in this movie, okay, is going to be important. If things fail in that, this movie's going to go completely off the fucking rails. Yep. But if they can narrow down, you know, this is what happened. I, I don't know. I use this power or, you know, I, I, you know, I escaped this way or whatever. I don't know. You know, I don't know how you do it. If you could tell whatever that story's going to be, if you could tell that in a way that's like, okay, I get that. Oh, that's how they did it. All right. Okay, that makes sense, you know, whatever. Okay. But if you come up with some fucking, nah, man, like some ratchet crazy excuse, like, oh, there's 300 versions of me across the galaxy. <laughs> you know, right. that was just, you know, my Tuesday version, you know, and, you know, it was no big deal. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> I could definitely yeah, see them doing that. You can't do that. You got, you got, you got to nail that. And you have to nail it early. If you don't, like I said, I, I hate to say it because, I mean, guys, I can't reiterate stuff. Like, I was raised on this shit. Mm-hmm. I was raised right. on homeless, man. Like, you know, like, and I, I I can't sit there and see my childhood raped and murdered and, you know, pissed on and yeah. all that. Like, I, 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 I've got two reactions ready for Friday night. I'm ready to be like, okay, this was great. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Well, I might be looking to fucking fight somebody in the fucking <laughs> movie theater. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. There's I'm only that's... to go either way, but that that getting back to the original thing. Yeah, with how it has to make sense. Yeah. And it has to be done early. You can't be two hours into this movie, and no matter what story they're telling, no matter how good it is, be like, how the fuck did he come back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
The, yeah, you, know, you, you need you need to you need to come in strong and let it know, let the people know that yes, we fucked up. <laughs> and yeah, just go from there. Yeah. <laughs> Bring everybody that you lost back because they're gonna see it regardless. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean the fact that they're talking about four hundred and fifty million this weekend, you know, during the you know with the Christmas break. I mean they're expecting big yeah. numbers early. I mean, you know, that's not gonna be exactly everybody who sat there and bitched about the Last Jedi and even bitched about Solo is gonna be the first ones there, you know, at, at seven o'clock to see, to see that. And you know, you can either win. You don't. You won't win a hundred percent of the people back. Mm-hmm. But even if you win fifty percent of the people, you pissed off. Odds are, half of that's probably going to go back and see it again. Mm-hmm. Because if it's if it's the type of movie that's going to be bang, 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 everything, something is happening all the time. Odds are, you're going to need to see it a second time just to make sure you caught everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, this way, like a week down the road, you're not having a conversation with friends. Oh man, what about when that that happened? Wait, when did that happen? Oh, it happened all over. Oh, you know what? Shit, there was so much going on. I must have missed that. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's how I felt with Endgame. I exactly. I see it two or three times yeah. because there was just so much going on. Even before you got to the big finale, that it would be simple to be like, "Wait, what? Like, why did she go to Japan to get Hawkeye? Like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Shit. Okay, yeah. You know, well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Definitely one of those movies you're going to have to see multiple times. I saw Endgame three extra times just so I could see Howard the Duck in the big final fight scene at the end there. And once I saw yeah, that, I, I, I was satisfied. What'd you say? Yeah, you catch him for like two seconds. It's literally like a half a second. Howard the Duck is in the scene when everyone's coming out of the portals. You see him for like a split. It's on YouTube oh, wow. if you want to look it up. Okay, I gotta check that out. I know it's funny, it's funny, but uh, yeah, I know. I think this is gonna be one of those movies that people see multiple times, regardless of what their thoughts on it were. I think even people that are like, "Wow, that was such a piece of shit," I have to go back and poop on it again. Are gonna go see it twice, you know? So the movie's gonna make money regardless. But it feels like, right. like, like I said earlier, it feels like the same buzz that was there four years ago isn't there. Like, going into Force Awakens, people were so hyped to see Star Wars come back for the first time since, technically 05, since Revenge of the Sith, but really since the original trilogy 30 years earlier. Because a lot, they were bringing back, you know, Leia and Luke and everyone else, Han Solo. Um, do you think at this point, uh, David, I'll start with you, where is your anticipation level like your fandom for Star Wars? Because a lot of people were excited back in 2015. Were you one of those people at that time where like, oh, it's going to blow, and then it did? Or were you excited, and now you're not as excited? Where does your fandom stand with Star Wars at the moment? I, I went into it with, like, all right, not not expecting it, like, oh, this is going to be great. Because mm-hmm. like, my not saying that my anticipation was high, but it it, it was good. Like, it did, like make me want more but then as it went on and then we get to the last jedi that's when me and my me and my friends and a bunch of everybody else were just like oh come on man yeah yeah and then like i said you know people are going to see this new one regardless whether they're going to shit on it or whether you know they secretly like it but they don't want to tell people they're like (laughs) it's gonna make a lot of it's gonna make a lot of money regardless Mm. but as as far as me um from then to now, um, you know, I haven't completely abandoned it. I'm still with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to abandon it because I'm just not that guy. Yeah. But I. But I will admit my anticipation has gone a little bit down. But I haven't bailed. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now I'm the same way. Hopefully they can uh, stay true to the saga and stay true to the story come Friday, and they can they can either get some of those people back, best case scenario, or or not lose more fans. I guess we'll say that much. But I'm kind of in the same boat. But John, what about with you, and also with you too, your son? Like, how has your son reacted to the movies and the, the years that you've been bringing him to see these films? Um, he loved Endgame. I mean, we did uh, our trunk or treat theme based on Endgame. He loved Endgame. Nice. Uh. Star Wars, we've been getting into. He's been into quietly for a couple of years. He's had the toys. We, you know, we've been watching the movies, getting, you know, to set up getting into for this. So, you know, but he's like I said, he's 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 Kylo. He's Finn. He's BB-8. Mm-hmm. He's you know those guys. You know, yeah, he likes like Darth Vader. The new ones, though. Yeah, he likes Darth Vader because they also have, like, the Lego Star Wars cartoons and the way they, like, position Darth Vader, you know, it's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not, my son's not beating down the wall for me to get him something from Han Solo. Although mm-hmm. we went to go see Solo together. But he's not, you know, chasing me down to get him the new Han Solo figure. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, oh, listen, hey, there's a new Kylo, Daddy. You know, can I get that? Oh, okay. You know, that's mm-hmm. what it is, you know, so, you know. He's the reason why I'm not going at night. I'm going. I'm going to go with him during the day, and you know, I hope he enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully so. Looking forward to seeing what his reaction is in the movie, and of course, in addition to uh, ourselves and everyone else. Kind of a somewhat unrelated note to the movie itself, but on the Star Wars topic, you mentioned um, kind of the action figures and stuff like that. Have you played the the new Battlefront games, John? And if so, what were your thoughts on them? Not yet. Not yet, because I was afraid. The last time I bought a Star Wars game was when Revenge of the Sith came out. Oh, wow, that's and a long time it ago. Came out, well, yeah, but here, here my reasoning. It came out, like, two weeks before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. It had movie footage in the game of all the big parts in the movie. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, like, uh, you no. go in, and it's exactly the movie. Like, the first part of the game, you gotta rescue Palpatine. So, yeah. here I am. When you beat Count Dooku, what does it do? It, count, it cuts to the cutscene of Anakin killing Count Dooku. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I, I guess it was my fault for continuing to play the game after I saw that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew he killed Mace Windu. I, I, I you know, I, I knew he did that. I knew that how, you know, Obi-Wan beat Green. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What? I remember. So I feel like when, I feel like whenever these games came out close to the movie, I was so scared to get them because I didn't want the movie ruined. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. I remember the game, dude. I remember the game and like the final fight scene with um with Anakin and with Obi Wan and how they fight over the lava and shit like that. I remember the game, but I did not know that it came out before the movie. How dumb could they be? Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah, it came out like two weeks. Be- it came out two weeks before. Wow, that's and I crazy. Was like, All right, I'm gonna get it because you know whatever it's a Star Wars or whatever and. I just sat there horrified in my living room. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is insane. You, know, you could tell they weren't just stuff done for the game. Like, you could tell they were moving, they were moving scenes. They weren't just like cutscenes for a video game that you would get sometimes. Mm-hmm. They were, they were wonderful. They were scenes from the movie. I was like, oh my God. I'm like, I pretty much just saw the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the internet like was... Said, maybe, it was, maybe it was my fault for, you know, what's your call? I keep playing after like the first few <laughs> times, but I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, 
That's crazy. Have you, have you or your son played the uh, Lego Star Wars games? They used to be my shit when it came out 10 years ago. Uh, no, but he he likes the Lego Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are good games. You know, those are good games. Uh, yeah, those those are fun. Yeah, that's some some you good know, stuff. But the good thing is those come out after the fact now. Yes. Like I know the one for Force Awakens came out like six months after the movie did. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like you know, but yeah, I, I've been a little jaded since that Revenge of the Fifth game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you at all. <laughs> David, what about you? What have been your history with the Star Wars video games? And have you played Battleground or Battleground Battlefront at all? Um, me? No, I have not. I, have, I haven't played any of those. To be honest. Wow. I I only played the new Battlefront games a little bit. I love the original ones that they came out around, like John was saying, around the uh, the prequel trilogy about ten years ago. I've little played like the newer games, but. They're good, but yeah, thankfully now, like like John had said, they're coming out with the games after the facts. So they don't feature spoilers for the movie, which still blows my mind to this day. But yeah, um, yeah as we wind down here, we'll close out with uh, some quick TLC thoughts at the end of the episode. But real quickly, though, in regards to Star Wars, closing it out, David, I'll start with you. Any final predictions? What you see going down in Rise of the Skywalker when it comes out this weekend? I have no predictions as I'm as I'm one of the I'm one of the few going into it just to see what happens. Sure. Like, okay. I don't want to predict something and it doesn't happen, and then I'm just kind of like, ugh. Or I don't <laughs> want to like think something and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch it and enjoy it, and see where it goes. Nice. But hopefully, it's, hopefully, it's, hopefully it goes somewhere good. And fun. Hopefully, that's a that's a good approach because I've been having my my roommate from college would text me all these things like, oh, I hear this was gonna happen or this. I'm like, dude, I'd rather not know because I'd rather just enjoy it for what it is. And if it is something bad, I'd rather just shit on it then when I see it as opposed to you know beforehand and have it spoiled. So I hate spoilers. So um, hopefully. Uh, you know, ho- hopefully it's one of those things where uh, it just ends up being better than expected. Because if you go in with zero expectations, it might be better than you think it might be. As opposed to oh, expecting a a, a bad movie and it's end up it ends up being bad because you want it to be bad type of thing. If that makes sense, or um, you know, you 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 go in with lofty expectations, it's not as good. So it, I think that's a good approach to take. But uh, John, you said earlier you had two grand predictions. What are they for uh, Rise of Skywalker? Or no, you said reactions. I'm sorry, not predictions, right? Yeah, I said I would have two reactions because, you know, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not jaded going in. Like, I'm prepared for what it is. Like, it's the end of forty years. It's basically Endgame for, for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the sense of what it represents. I'm not saying I expect it to be as good as Endgame. I mean, if it is, great. You know, but if not, okay, whatever. That you know, it happens. But, um, what I'm looking forward, I just. I don't need you to clean up Last Jedi, okay? Mm-hmm. It is what it is at this point. Just make everything make sense. Mm-hmm. That's what I needed to do. And also, I'm kind of holding out hope that, and I have done my darndest to stay away from reviews. Like, I was pissed with that last trailer Disney release that showed a certain something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pissed about that because I felt like that gave away a lot. I've done my best not to really know much other than the basics. Mm-hmm. You know what? You want to win people. You want to really win people over. Go Swerve City and have if if there's ten things that need to happen, 
and people think all 10 things are going to go right, have one of them go left. Mm-hmm. Do something that, right. you know what, you know, people haven't been calling was going to happen since April. Go hook left with something. I don't know what, but just go a different direction with something, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and let's let's see, you know, let's see what it does. I'm... I don't think I'm going to hate it. I'd be shocked if I did, especially with JJ, mm-hmm. you know, at the helm. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, it's it's going to be interesting. I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I really am, you know. Um, I'm not buying into the critic stuff. You know, there are people that hate things just for the sake of hating it. And then there are people that say things are the greatest thing ever, and it's nowhere near it. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, I'm a proponent of this with everything, and this can tie into, you know, the wrestling side of it as well. You could read about something, but the way it reads doesn't necessarily translate the way it shows. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so you could read a review, and just because, you know, Bill Smith didn't like the movie for whatever reason... Don't not like it because Bill Smith told you he didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Right, like have your own opinion on it. Yeah, you didn't like it. It's the same thing with us. Like, oh, you know, oh, WWE did that? It, it must be bad. Did you watch it? Well, no, I read, you know, <laughs> so-and-so. Right. Because <laughs> I used to have a, a buddy when, like, they would take SmackDown and you get the SmackDown spoilers on a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, SmackDown looks like garbage. Wait till it fucking was on Thursday. See what happened? <laughs> yeah. You know? And then, and then tell me it's garbage, you know? That's why, like, you know, that's why, like, it's so, you know, everyone gives me shit. Oh, you're so anti-AEW and so up Vince's ass. I'm not anti-AEW and I'm not living up Vince's ass. Mm-hmm. But if I ask you, oh, you tell me, oh, Raw was garbage last night. Oh yeah, what 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 didn't you like when you watched it? Oh, I didn't watch it. I read I read quick results online. Okay, so you read a quick sentence that said, you know, AJ Styles beat Cedric Alexander. That's all you read, and because you read that, you didn't like it all the time. Like, (laughs) you know, oh, you know, Chris Jericho walked past a security guard. The security guard's made for life. No, fucking watch how the segment played out. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Yeah, there, there's way too much of that in 2019 where people just yeah. read about how things are, but they don't actually watch it. Because like you said, when people read, for example, like the spoilers for, for Star Wars, I mean, I haven't read anything like you guys. I, I stay away from that stuff. But um, even a review, like I, I was going to hop off. Yeah, I'm going to hop off. I got to get my kids to CCD, but this was awesome. Let's do it again, man. Let's do like a pre-Rumble or pre-Mania thing, man. I mean, Graham, you and I had fun doing that. You know, I think we did it for like a Money in the Bank one year. You know, yeah, definitely, let's dude. Let's do something like pre, pre, pre Rumble, pre Mania. I guess pre whatever AEW's next pay per view is. I forget what it was called. You know, I know they announced something for February. Oh, Revolution! Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, you know. And you know, I mean, yeah, let's let's do this a little more often. These are fun, man. Yeah, sounds good, brother. The next time we do uh, either a Rumble, Mania, whatever, uh, even maybe even the Black Widow movie, despite the fact it's a sequel, maybe we'll talk before then too. Even though that's like six months down yeah. the road, hopefully we could talk before then. Enjoy the enjoy the movie and have a great holiday, guys. You too, John. Thanks for coming too, on, dude. Brother. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, see you, man. All right. All right, David. We'll close it out here real quickly uh, with the final few minutes that we have left. Uh, I was just going to say, too, in regards to Star Wars, people read a lot of spoilers and shit like that, 
And it feels like words, they don't translate emotions like the, what you watch on the screen does. You know what I mean? So uh, hopefully it's one of those things where it's better than expected. So I guess we'll find out come Friday. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. It's, but, more, about, it's more about the presentation. Yeah. Like, it, it, could, it could look bad on paper, but it could also be presented really good. Mm-hmm. And it could look good on paper, but be presented really shitty. Absolutely. You know, like, it's all about the presentation. It's all about the execution. All like, about the presentation, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's a great way of putting it because a lot of people just either read results or read spoilers and they automatically draw to conclusions that it's a bad movie and then they go see it and it may be a good movie, but in their mind they already thought it was going to be bad, so it ends up being bad. You know what I mean? Like they they think it's terrible because they thought it was terrible going in, but hopefully that's not the case with right. uh, Rise of Skywalker on on Friday. But uh, before we close it out here, did you watch TLC on Sunday, David? And if so, any uh, quick thoughts on the paper? Um, I didn't see the entire show. Mm-hmm. I caught the Bray Miz match. Well, it wasn't really a match; it was more of an angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I caught the uh, I caught the Buddy Murphy Oscar Black match, which I thought was really good. Yep. Um, I saw bits of the Roman uh, Corbin TLC match, which I wasn't that into, but mm-hmm. you know it is what it is at this point. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That that was kind of shitty. Then, and I actually thought the revival in the new day had a really good ladder match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I thought they, uh, I thought they kicked even off though, the. Even, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Even though the match was apparently put together last minute because Bobby Roode's suspension. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought they went up there and delivered. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did like the Murphy Black match more, but I thought I still thought that was a really good one too. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I totally agreed. I thought they kicked off the show on a great note with that ladder match. I was definitely among the minority as well, like you would say. Maybe not the minority. I think a lot of people thought it was a good match. Um, they worked well together. And honestly, I said this elsewhere before, but I think they benefited from the change. Because Rude and Ziggler, it would have been a good match with them involved if it ended up being a ladder match too. But the Revival just make more yeah. sense. Because, you know, New Day and Revival have been feuding now for, what, like five or six months? So, to give them a ladder match just made sense, as opposed to doing Rude and Ziggler, who have been feuding with New Day for, like, two weeks, and then, for no reason, they just get a title shot. I mean, I guess they would have won that four-way a couple weeks ago, but still. um, No, I thought that was good. Black and Murphy, I totally agree. I thought stole the show. Great match. It's kind of downhill from there. I know you said you didn't watch the whole thing, but you said you watched Roman and Corbin, which was kind of boring, kind of poopy. Was not a fan of that match. Um, the main event, I mean, the women's match was what it was. I think Kyrie Sane got concussed, which is why it wasn't as good as it could have right. been. Um, but even, even with that, you know, not that notwithstanding, I thought it wasn't just a great main event, but, uh, overall it was kind of a mundane show. Uh, not, not the greatest note to end on with 2019. Um, but since I'm, this is my second to last episode of the year, any overall thoughts on WWE in 2019 and anything you hope to see in uh, 2020? Um, I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna go a little to the side, and I'm gonna say I think NXT. I mean, I, I I'm I'm not. I mean, I've I've caught some I've caught some heat with AEW as well because you know I, I I don't hate I don't hate AEW at all. I just they're doing things that I don't really like, but mm-hmm. they are doing things I really do like. It's more it's more criticism than hate. Like I don't hate them. I just think that. You know, they're doing some things wrong, and, you know, with time, I do think they will get it. Mm-hmm. But also, but in terms of WWE, I think um, I think in 2020, there's going to be some breakout stars. I think Keith Lee, especially. Absolutely. I think, I think with the way they're handling him right now in NXT, because I, I heard Solomonster mention it as well the other day on his podcast, mm-hmm. but... Uh, 
if we see Keith Lee get an NXT title shot and lose sometime within the next couple months, then he's definitely main roster done. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I think the same thing with Matt Riddle, because, you know, Matt Riddle doesn't have much going on right now in NXT. Mm-hmm. But he's also a guy that's going to be a breakout star. Might even, you know, it might even surprise us 2020. You know, he might even, you know, we might finally see something with him and Goldberg, mm-hmm. something with him and Brock, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's. I think 2020 is going to be the year of breakouts when mm-hmm. it comes to WWE. Definitely. You know, it could be like, it could be like they finally, they finally do something, I don't want to say meaningful, but I could, they might, you know, go forward more with Aleister Black as presenting him as like a, a cop guy in mm-hmm. the future, same thing. Buddy Murphy kind of on the, you know, we're not sure, mm-hmm. you know, it's been hit or miss with him in terms of like the booking. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, I think 2020 on general is just going to be the year of the breakouts. Yeah. No, I totally agree. That's a great point. And, and God knows they need it. I mean, 2019 wasn't a bad year for the company creatively, but it feels like they just kept reverting back to the same five or six people. Now, granted, they gave Kofi a six-month run, so it's not like they had the same people on right. top all year. And he had a great run, too. But it was really Seth. It was Brock. Not really Roman, because he wasn't really in the title picture. He was always focused on, but he was never the guy, so people can't really shit on him for that. Um, to an extent, could, you know, Daniel Bryan. I something about Roman really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the booking of him this year, it was good enough to win him back. I mean, aside from, you know, the whole thing that happened with him and the, the cancer. Yeah. I think I think this year was a great presentation of how to get Roman back with the audience. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's crazy that we're ending the year with, you know, Seth Rollins becoming, like, the most hateable guy in the company, not, (laughs) you know, however it is with him and people in the back, but, you know, just in terms of, like, the audiences and everybody else, you know, he's basically Roman Reigns now from Mm -hmm. last year, and it's like, Roman's the guy, like, you still hear him get booze every now and then, but it's not as heavy as they were back then, it's Mm -hmm. more just like a boo, like a boo, like, you know. Definitely. Yeah, no, he's he's like the new Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins is. And it, it's crazy to see the evolution of Roman. And it just wasn't, you know, I think the weird thing is that when he had gone down with the illness, when he announced that he had cancer, the leukemia about a year and a half ago, people were saying there's no way that he'll ever get booed again. And it's WWE. They make the impossible possible. So they can get him booed if they want to. And um, I was at Mania, and he got booed a little bit there for the match with Drew, which wasn't a good match. It was It was okay, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, but it's not even the fact that, oh, you know, he came back from cancer. That's why we're cheering him. Like, no, I think it goes beyond that. I think the presentation of his character has been really good this year, like you said. Um, and I just feared that it might go down the toilet. And when they inevitably put him up against Bray and have him beat the Fiend at WrestleMania, not that that wouldn't make sense because it kind of does, you know, because he, he, um, he never lost the universal championship, that very title. And I mean, I guess it makes sense because if it's not Roman, who else beats him? But then I also feared that he might go back to being booed. So, I, I really hope they, they can stay the course with Roman, continue the, the, the fanfare, the support that he's gotten from fans throughout 2019. I totally agree. He's had a great 2019. May not have won any championships, but in terms of how he was booked, like the guy lost to Baron fucking Corbin on Sunday. The dude in 2019, when you look at it, no one can argue that he was shoved down our throats. In 2019 alone, he lost pay-per-view matches to Baron Corbin, yeah, Shane McMahon. 
a lot of putting over. Exactly. A lot of losing. He, he lost to Baron, lost to Shane, lost to fucking Eric Rowan at the Clash of Champions pay-per-view. How many people could say they lost to Eric Rowan at a pay-per-view? The same guy that's 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 right. looking at a birdcage right now or whatever. So that says a lot, um, which is cool. But um, yeah, he's another guy I think might Are be you? primed. Sorry, go ahead. Now, now that you me- now that you mentioned Eric Rowan, Graham, uh, I I want to ask you a question. Sure. Uh, where do you where do you think Luke Harper is going to end up in twenty twenty? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I honestly think all roads lead to AEW, but I do think he might be one of those guys where he kind of goes everywhere for a little bit. I think New Japan. I don't really closely watch New Japan, but um, I think that'd be a great fit for him. I don't know if he's you know, if he wants to move over there, over there full time, like John Moxley, obviously didn't live over in Japan, but he did a run. That he, I think I can see him having a Moxley like run where he's on the indies for a while, goes and does but some New Japan. Be some pit stops before AEW eventually. Definitely, definitely. Like Marty, right now, I don't know what the hell his deal is because he's. They, I was watching the Ring of Honor shows last weekend, and they didn't write him off full time. Like he's still a champion there, which is weird. Even though I thought he was a free agent now, and then he was at End of the Fire, which was cool. Um, you know, I might make a quick stop there. I could see him showing up on power, which would be fucking awesome. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think all roads lead for him to AEW. I know Cody made a comment about him in an interview recently, the same type of comment that Cody made about Sean Spears when he left WWE saying, Oh, you know, he's a good hand. We would love to have him at some point. The same type of thing. And yeah, all, all... I, I, I think there was something to that comment. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you'll definitely end up there eventually. But what, what about you, David? What do you think Luke Harper's going to end up uh, same, make some pit stops? Like you said. If I, yeah, I, I do believe he's gonna end up in AEW. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if he's on like a ninety-day non-compete that hasn't really been like announced or thrown out there yet. Mm-hmm. But I did see. I did see that Finn Cara popped up on AAA the other night. I saw that. Yeah, I don't think he was supposed. to. I don't think they were supposed to call him Finn Cara, but they did anyway. Mexico doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. They don't give a shit. <laughs> so I, I don't. I don't know if Luke Harper's off. Same thing with the Ascension. I don't know if these guys are on, like, 90-day non-competes or if they're just yeah. kind of free to do whatever they want now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, yeah. but going back to Luke Harper, if I had to make a prediction, I would believe that he's going to make some pit stops and before AEW because I do believe he's going to end up there. Yeah. But I do believe we'll, we'll see him, like, you know, maybe NWA, maybe MLW, maybe, you know, a couple of few matches in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Maybe even pro wrestling Noah, you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, never know. He he might be one of those guys where he just pops up wherever he wants, which would be cool. The guy's going to be at hot hand regardless. He's going to be a commodity. Uh, I'm glad they let him go, but yeah, at the no same bad. time, they were stupid to not do anything with the guy. I mean, he's so talented. Not to say he would have been WWE champion, but like, I mean, he could have been a couple years ago when he was in that feud with Bray Wyatt and Randy. That would have been the time to put the title on him instead of what they did with Bray and Randy. And that, that match at Mania sucked. I think that match. Now that I, when you when you look back at it, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know they wanted to give Shane the match with AJ. Mm-hmm. I know they wanted to do Bray and Randy, but I think a four away with AJ, Randy, Harper, and Bray would have been the way to go. Yeah, would have been a much better. I mean, Shane and AJ had a really good match. Mm-hmm. Probably like one of the best matches that night, if not the match of the night. But you know, I think. I think the story they were telling, it could have gone either way because, you know, Randy and Bray were having their feud and then Randy burned down the uh, Bray's home and then on the side you have AJ trying to get his title match. Title match Because, you know, AJ technically was the number one contender, but then, yep. you know, Randy came back and took the spot. Mm-hmm. And then you have the story of Luke Harper, like, 
you know, trying to get his revenge on Randy and Bray. So, you know, mm-hmm. it all it would have all mixed into, like, a good four-way at WrestleMania with mm-hmm. the story they were telling. But they chose to do Bray and Randy and, you know, Harper didn't get anything that year except for the battle, the Andre appearance. Andre, the battle royal appearance. Yeah. And AJ and Shane had their match. So, you know, it is what it is. I yeah. think I think that was the final. I think that was, to me, I think that was, what solidified me to realize that they're not going to do anything with Luke Harper mm-hmm. in terms of like a singles push. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I agree that would have been the time at least give him a title match and not win the title on mm-hmm. um, WrestleMania. But yeah, that kind of solidified it with me. But and they, he was—they're not going to go far with this guy. Yeah. Single run. And and the thing is too is that he was getting over at that point. That's the part I don't understand because he was getting over organically, and they did nothing with it. So when you see someone getting over organically, and they just they don't want to capitalize on it, you're absolutely right. The writing is on the wall at that point that they're not going to do anything with you. And uh, I mean, he came close. I'm trying to think of when else they tried to push him. And that might have been the last time. That was only two and two three years ago. He was with the Bludgeon Brothers right. after that, and he was never really on his own again. But um. Yeah, I mean, even even a couple years before that, when he was Intercontinental Champion, he held the belt for like a month, um, and they just did nothing with him then either. Had that really good match with TLC. Yeah, I think that's forgotten about. I, I had mentioned that on Twitter after he got his release. That that was probably his best singles match in WWE. Was that match five years ago yeah. with Ziggler TLC and the Orton one, one was of, good one too. Of, one of the one of the I don't want to say the best, but one of the better matches that year WWE. Definitely top five. Yeah, easily top five. I mean, yeah, singles-wise, maybe. I mean, tag team, if you're including any match, obviously the Wyatt family matches with the Shield would be up there and everyone else. Um, you know, he had some good matches with them as well. But, uh, yeah, that that was really... The, the writing was on the wall at that point. They weren't going to do anything. The four-way would have worked. I, I think at one point, maybe... I don't know if it was planned or if it was pitched or if I'm just going off my own fantasy booking in my head that um, AJ would have almost faced Taker at WrestleMania. I think Taker and Cena was the plan, but they should have never taken the title off of AJ because he lost it to Cena, who got his big moment, and then he lost it two weeks later after that, if you remember that. <laughs> it was a giant waste of time. And then Cena lost the title. I, then he was in that mixed tag team match at WrestleMania. I do, rem- I do remember also hearing something about AJ and Taker. Like It was discussed, I think, at a moment, but then they just passed on it. Yeah. And they decided to go with Cena and AJ again. Mm-hmm. Which was also probably one of the best matches that year. Mm-hmm. Definitely but, was. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cena came back, got his win back. I mean, that's the story they were telling, you know. AJ pinned them not three times in a row. Oh, yeah, I say, you know, uh, Money in the Bank, you know. He got assistance, he beat Cena. Yep. SummerSlam, beat Cena clean. Mm-hmm. I forgot which paper. I think it was No Mercy. When, yep, uh, the tri- the, uh, the... Cena again in the triple third. Yes. Ambrose. Yep, yeah, it was No Mercy, yeah. Yeah, and Cena took the pin on that on that match. So there was there was a storytelling that she knew he was gonna get his win back, whether mm-hmm. it be the Rumble or Mania, but it was mm-hmm. it was gonna happen. I would have saved it for WrestleMania. I think it would have I mean, obviously it would have been predictable that Cena would have won, but I think it would have given I was going to say it would have given AJ's big moment at Mania, but he got it the next year with Nakamura, even though the match wasn't great. I mean, he got his he walked into Mania that year as champion, so it's not that big of a deal in retrospect. But um, I would have done Cena and, and Styles, because, I mean, like you said, the Cena, or rather the Styles-Shane um, uh, match was really good, if not the best match on the show. Uh, Styles and Cena, maybe it worked better because it was at the Rumble, not at Mania. I'm not really sure, but I know what we ended up getting instead with... Uh, 
with Wyatt and Orton for the title was just, it was terrible. I was there for that match, and it just sucked the life out of the building, especially when Orton won, because now Wyatt's like the reverse taker at Mania. I saw someone tweet about it recently. The guy hasn't won a single match at WrestleMania in the six years he's been in the main roster. How crazy is that? Yeah, you know, and, and the direction they seem to be going, you know. You know, it, it, it's clear at this point it's going to be Brand Roman. I'm not saying, just from what I'm seeing, the story they're telling, yep. they're like, I mean, aside from Brian, which it had this been closer to Mania, you would think it would be Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's likely going to, it's going to, the story is likely going to end at the Rumble with, between Brian and Bray. Because, you know, Bray and Miz at TLC was more of an angle than a match. It was yep. just like, it was just to set up the rematch between Brian and Bray. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though I did think the build-up to Bray and Miz, though it being an angle, I thought was really, really good. I agree. It was great, yeah. They did a good job with like, it. Kudos, kudos to Miz for letting them shoot an angle at his house. <laughs> I know. With his kid. Yeah. Yeah, no, they did a good job with that. I, I didn't think the match was great, but like you said, it was more. It was designed to be more of an angle. It was all about Brian's return. So, I mean, they, they made the most of it with what they had to uh, work with on that night. But as we close it out here, one final question, kind of in relation to what you were just talking about. Uh, it's mid-December as we speak right now, and uh, WrestleMania right around the corner. This is kind of when we get a good idea of what we're getting at Mania. Like you said, I... I'm almost certain we're getting Roman and Bray Wyatt because if it's not the match, I mean, yeah, it could be Brian and Bray, but I think they're blowing that off of the Rumble. Um, so if we're getting Roman and Wyatt, I have no idea who you have face Brock. Like, there's no one on Raw at the moment that really stands out aside from Rollins, but we've seen that a million times. Um, maybe Kevin Owens, but even then that might be a bit of a stretch because they haven't built him up enough to the point where it, he would be a real threat. Um, so maybe Owens, but as of right now, David, who do you think wins the Royal Rumble? I'll say for both the men and the women, who do you think walks out of the Rumble victorious? If we're talking the men's Rumble, if it's Raw, I would say Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Now that now that Rollins is a full on uh, a full on heel, the it sets up it's setting up kind of Kevin Owens as the top baby face. Mm-hmm. So. You know, at this point, it would look like maybe Owens and Brock, unless, you know, they call somebody up from NXT and, you know, they give them the surprise win at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. It's like going back to earlier what we said, it may be Matt Riddle, you never know. Yeah. But yeah. I, I predict in 2020, we're going to see Riddle against Brock or Riddle against Goldberg in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. But uh, if we're talking Raw, it's probably going to be Kevin Owens because he's all that makes sense at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in terms of, like, top baby faces and on Raw. And then also, if you're talking SmackDown, I mean, if it's it's likely going to be Roman, but if it's not Roman, you know, there's only Daniel Bryan, which they do seem they're heading towards an end with that feud. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I could see I could see Owens winning the Rumble and then, you know, Roman getting somehow like maybe an elimination chamber type deal where he gets the title shot against Bray. Mm-hmm. But I do believe it's going to be either Owens or Roman, one of those two. But yeah. I'm leaning more towards Owens. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think... Terms... Oh, sorry, go ahead. And then in terms of the women, um... you know, I I would have said Lacey Evans because they're kind of... They're... It seems like she's a babyface now from mm-hmm. what it seems. 
And, you know, they didn't do anything with her and Bailey at TLC. Yeah, they like, easily could have, but they know. didn't, yeah. But if I had to take a guess, and, they, and you can also factor in Ronda Rousey, who I'm, is going to be involved some... I believe she will be involved in WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. She could also make a surprise appearance and win the Rumble, and then we get the rematch with her and Becky. Yeah, that would make the most sense if she's ready to go by then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then if we're talking women, I'm going to say either uh, Ronda Rousey with the surprise return or Lacey Evans. Because they, they're, they're clearly behind Lacey Evans as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And she does, and she, and she is improving. You know, I gave her a hard time a few months back, but yeah, she she clearly is improving. Mm-hmm. She definitely is, yeah. Especially as a babyface, I think that was the right move, too, because there's not really... Do they even really have yeah, a top babyface in that division on SmackDown? I mean, they have Nick, Nikki Cross, but they've already done that match a million times with her and Bailey, you know? Yeah. And yeah, going back to Lacey Evans, I do believe there's more to her as a babyface. Yeah, she only just turned. Yeah. They'll, they'll work up to she, it. She was the Marine, so I mean, you know, you can add that in. I, I don't know if they've already, like, added that to her story, but yeah, I mean, she has all the qualifications as a top babyface mm-hmm. in the women's side. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see that they're capitalizing on that clearly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're doing a good job with that. Yeah, Lacey Evans, she's a good choice. I wasn't thinking about her as a Rumble winner, but it would make sense if she went on to face Bailey. Because, like I said, they could have very easily done that match with Bailey at TLC, and they didn't for some obvious reason. I mean, obviously the card was full, but um, they could be holding off till Mania. And if it's not Lacey, then who do you have face Bailey? Sasha? Like, I mean, maybe, but I would think it's too soon to do it. Even though we've been predicting it for like five years now, you know, um, they just both went right. heel, and I don't want to see him turn face anytime soon. So, Lacey would be a good choice. Ronda, I want to say that she will come back for Mania. I just don't think she will, because otherwise, I feel like she would have been back by now. Because God knows the women's division needs her. Not that it's the the women's fault, but the way this company's been booking them, at least in my opinion, in 2019, it's very clear that they stopped caring about overall the women's division on both brands after Ronda left. Because they're focusing on the four horsewomen, which is great. But, like, Ember Moon, even when she was around, I know she got hurt, but they weren't really doing much with her. Lacey was getting over. She's done fine. Nikki Cross and Alexa have really been in the tag team division. Uh, Asuka and Kyrie are getting over his heels. But, I don't know, it's just not the same as it was, like, a year ago. Like, at the Rumble, we had Ronda. I was thinking about this earlier. We had Ronda and Sasha. And then, what was the other match? The SmackDown title match. God, I don't even remember. It was oh, it was um Becky and Oscar, obviously oh. Becky and Oscar, and then Ronda and Sasha, right. like two great women's matches, you know. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah. They should do a better job of that. But going back to what you were saying uh, a while earlier about the the men's rumble, uh, I think Solomon sort of pitched that too, where he was like someone from NXT, like an Lee, like a Keith Lee or a Matt Riddle. I've I've been thinking Keith Lee oh, ever Keith since. Lee, Keith Lee as well. That, that, I didn't, that, that, that didn't cross me till now that you mentioned it. Yeah, Might no. Even be Keith Lee. Yeah, Keith Lee would be cool. I think he'd be a, he could be if they built him up enough, could be a real threat to Brock. So definitely Keith Lee. Matt Riddle, I he was it, it's funny that I, I mentioned Keith and you weren't thinking Keith. You mentioned Matt Riddle. I wasn't thinking Matt Riddle. Um but that makes perfect sense. Him and Brock, I mean I doubt Vince would want to do it, but him and Brock in Mania, I think if built up the right way, could be absolute money for that title. Because there's no other matches from that raw brand I would want to see aside from Brock and Kevin Owens. But uh yeah, two great choices there. I totally agree. Right, and and going back to Matt Riddle too. Um, if we're talking guys that like legitimate, because I mean we we saw 
We saw the match with him and Mysterio, which went like six minutes. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, like, believably, you know, Mysterio's not going to physically get, he's not going to get physical Brock, because, you know, on paper, it looks, you know, a little, like, unbelievable. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know, and I know, Riddle's a smaller guy than Brock, but Riddle has the—he has the background, he has legitimacy to him, like where he's like a legit tough guy. Mm-hmm. So, he, and you do believe in a believable fight, you do think he can beat Brock's ass. So, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, he just builds up the you know the UFC background between both of them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what they did with Kane Velasquez. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, Brock Scar. Brock scars from Kane, and that was the story they were telling. Because you know, Kane legitimately beat this guy's ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a great <laughs> story worth telling. Like two minutes, but you know. <laughs> yeah, the, the match was a bit of a disappointment, but at least you know the story made sense. I I agree. That's one of those things from the year that just doesn't make sense in retrospect. They brought him in with such buzz. Like, that debut on SmackDown, I don't care what anyone says, was fucking awesome. It was cool. Uh, I mean, maybe for people who don't care about UFC, didn't give a shit about it, but I thought it was awesome. And then the match was just, it was two minutes. You know, it was two minutes and nothing. Like, what a joke, right? Yeah. The thing with the, thing with the Kane and Brock match, uh, I'm not defending it because I do believe it. I mean, it, it should have gone at least five minutes. Yes, yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't believe Kane and Brock would have had like you know like a great fifteen twenty minute match. I yep. do believe like it should have gone tops five minutes. But mm-hmm. you know, it was believable in the sense that you know like at any given moment a guy can get caught and tap or a guy can get knocked out. Mm-hmm. But I did, I did, I did appreciate that that they were telling with that match. So, yeah. I mean, I can't. I mean, I, I do, I do think it could have gone a little bit longer, but. Mm-hmm. The believability that they told of, you know, like Kane got caught and tapped by Doc, you know, mm-hmm. there, there was believability to the finish, which I can appreciate. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, they definitely made sense because they also played up the fact that. Uh, he had the knee injury, which, I mean, the guy was hurt when he came into SmackDown. I, I wouldn't have done the match at Crown Jewel, because anything that has that Saudi Arabia stigma to it is just going to fail, I think. They're, like, we have yet to see one great big main event match at one of these Saudi shows. And they've had four of them, you know? Like, if they saved it for a, for a crowd that would have given a shit, it probably would have been better. Um, but real quickly, before before we sign off here, do you think we might actually, I just, you know, you reminded me of it. Do you think we might get Kane and Brock 2 at WrestleMania? I heard that was a rumor. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it, but do you, would you want to see that at WrestleMania or no? Um, I do think we're going to see it again. Yeah. I, I, and I, and going back to the uh, match at uh, Crown Jewel, I do think that Kane's injury had something to do with the match being so short. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you've seen Kane's stuff in AAA, you know, like, he, he's very green, but it, he, he seems to be a guy that's quickly learning. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, in terms of running the ropes and spots and everything, you know, he seems to be learning really well. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know if, I don't know if he went for surgery already, but, uh, yeah, I do think we're going to see it again. I wouldn't say Mania, maybe, like, down the line, maybe, like, SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. What about what about Rumble? I mean, I don't think the Brock has a set opponent for Rumble yet, and I assume we see him then. Could they do the match at that pay per view? Um, I would think not. Not saying that the Rumble is not a big pay per view because it is. It's a big deal. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know why I can see that match going down like a say a SummerSlam. Yeah, I can see I, that. I don't know. I don't know why. I just can see it. Yeah. Like, I think the Rumble they're going to feed somebody to Brock and just. 
before Mania. Season, you know, before we go into Mania. Yeah, yeah, before we go into Mania. Because, you know, last year he had the... I did last year, this year. He had the match with Finn, which was actually really good for the time it went. Yeah, people forget about that match, but it was really, really good for the eight minutes that it lasted for, yeah. Eight minutes, yeah. It, I mean, it told a good story that, you know, like, he won't be Brock, and then Brock getting pissed and attacking him after he beat him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was a good... And, and Brock works really well with the smaller guys. He like, does. Great match with AJ, the great match with Brian. Mm-hmm. Even Punk a, really a couple years ago. Surprisingly, really good match with Seth at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had great chemistry in that pay per view. Um, but yeah, definitely. Hopefully, he, someone and smaller. And then the six minutes he had with Ray at Survivor Series. I mean, it was good for. It was fun. I loved you know? it. I thought it was exactly what it needed to be. I mean, for for a guy like Ray, I mean, I thought it benefited from the no DQ stipulation because if it didn't have a no DQ exactly. stipulation, Ray would have been squashed in ten seconds. Like if Kofi gets beaten ten seconds, then so should Ray for all intents and purposes. But the fact they threw in that little stipulation there, I thought was smart because it made me think that Ray actually had a chance of winning. And he came close. I thought that spot at the end there, they really made people think that Brock was going to lose. With that double frog splash and the double 619, that was one of the better moments of the year. I thought that was great. Um, but yeah, Brock definitely works right. better with the smaller guys. So maybe, hey. I, I, I agree. I mean, and then it's, it's like I said earlier, like it was more believable that Ray was kind of playing dirty to defend himself against Brock. Because yeah. physically, you know, he can't, he can't take him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. You're not going to see Ray out there, like, hitting suplexes and, you know, like, falcon arrows on Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I thought with what what the, what, what thought the story was, I thought they did a great job with it and made for a, a really fun match and uh, for Brock's final match of 2019. So I guess we'll, we won't see him again until maybe the Rumble. But, uh, yeah, on that note, David, thanks so much for coming on. I know we, we kind of had a – it was a tale of two podcasts here today. We talked to John about Star Wars, and then uh, we talked for a while about wrestling. So we got the best of both worlds here, which is great. Um, of course, people can find you on the Twitter machine at DWilson underscore 1990. People can find uh, John as well. Let me see. I just had his Twitter profile up. Then I clicked away from it by accident. Uh, his Twitter handle is at CDIMI. One two one nine. So people can follow him as well. Thanks to John for coming on. Thank you, David, for coming here on the podcast uh, for the first time here on WrestleRant Radio. I know we spoke, like I said, at the start of the show on spoilers. God, fucking five, six years ago, I think. Unless we spoke some other time, I'm not thinking of. But it's been a, it's it's, been a while, man. It's been yeah. a while, dude. It's been a while. It's it's crazy to think I've been oh, we've been following each other on Twitter since like the beginning of the fucking decade. And 2020 is right around the corner. It's insane to me. I know, man. Yeah, we're closing in on a decade of, you know, chatting and knowing each other. I know. Awesome. It's good shit, dude. Always good shit. But uh, thanks for coming here on the show. Like I said, people can find you on the Twitter machine for your various thoughts on wrestling, Star Wars, Marvel, and everything else in between. Um, Any final thoughts before we uh, ride off into the sunset here? Um... Nothing that comes to mind, but I just want to say thank you for having me, and, you know, hopefully we'll do this again very soon. Yeah. Definitely, dude. Definitely. Like John said, uh, hopefully we could do some sort of... uh, panel for either the rumble or one of the big pay-per-views or even something like the next marvel movie that comes out or a reaction video to star wars and hopefully it's good to go full circle here we'll say uh i'm 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 cautiously optimistic might be the right words to use here so i'm looking forward to seeing it uh enjoy the movie when you see it david uh it should be good and uh may the force be with you and enjoy your holiday season as well yeah, you too, Graham. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Be safe out there, brother. Thanks. You too, dude. Have a great one. I'll catch you down the road. All right, brother. Take care.
Thanks to David and John for coming here on the show today. We have one more episode of Wrestle Rant Radio in 2019. We're closing it off with a bang as the final show of the decade features myself and Mr. Marceau RJ running down the results in the uh, the poll results for the 2019 WWE slash NXT Year in Review Awards. You're not going to want to miss it right here on Wrestle Rant Radio on December 26th next Thursday. We're hoping to record the show, I think, that day. Um, if there's an issue and it doesn't go up until Friday or Saturday, whatever, I'll let you know on the social medias. Um, but yeah, we're hoping to record next Thursday, breaking down all the polls. So vote right now. The polls are still open till Christmas Day next Wednesday. So while you're opening guests, be sure to vote. If you haven't already, in the polls, it's at nextairwrestling.net. You can vote on the match of the year, superstar of the year, show of the year, feud of the year, most disappointing superstar of the year, uh, newcomer of the year, I believe I was one of the new... Uh, categories I inserted, women's tag team of the year, male tag team of the year. A lot of stuff to vote in on there. Um, be sure to vote right now on nextairwrestling.net. Speaking of which, you can find new episodes of Wrestle Rant Radio on said site, nextairwrestling.net, every single Thursday, in addition to iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place, baby. So find the show right now, search it up, subscribe, rate it. All that stuff is greatly appreciated. So with this being the final show before 2019's Christmas holiday, that being next Wednesday, have a great holiday, guys. I'm Graham Jason Matthews. Stay safe out there, as David just related us earlier. And uh, I'll catch your ass down the reindeer road.